Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we come to you. Thank you for all the wonderful things that you have done, which you are doing and getting ready to do. Lord, we are saddened and grieved that we have lost our dear brother, Paul. And, uh, but we take comfort in knowing that he's with you today. And I'm just asking that the Holy Spirit would minister to his son, Matt, and to his extended family and friends, that the Holy Spirit would wrap his arms around them and bring comfort and strength in this time of loss. Lord, we just pray for Christ Point Church that at this time that you'll bring us closer together, knowing, Lord, that you are still at work in the hearts of people. And we will not fail to praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Our worship team did a great job. Thank you, guys. Wonderful job. And uh, I just want to take a few moments and uh, bring the word to you today. And uh, if you will remember, last week I preached a sermon called The Shift from Deliverance to Dominion. And hopefully you remember that. And I also... uh, uh, preached part two of that last Sunday night. And so this morning, I would like to piggyback that and do part three, the shift from deliverance to dominion, part three. And then tonight, I will end it in part number four. So we encourage you to tune in today, uh, this morning, and also tonight at six o'clock. And then I will end it tonight at six o'clock. So this is part three of the shift from deliverance to dominion. Can you say that with me? The shift from deliverance to dominion. And this is part number three as we look and see what the Holy Spirit wants to say to all of us as we look on the shift to deliverance to dominion. One of the things that I'm fascinated with is I'm fascinated with stories because I believe that stories um, are relevant to people. People are fascinated with stories. People love to hear stories. People love to tell stories. And one of the things that I have discovered as a student of the Word of God is that the Bible is a story or the Bible is a narrative. It's a collection of stories that really tell one story of the redemption of of Jesus Christ or the redemption of the world through Jesus Christ. And so as you look at the stories of the Old Testament and you look at the stories of the New Testament, there are many things that you will see that is applicable to your life. And one of the stories that I have taken in this sermon series, the shift from deliverance to dominion, is the story of the children of Israel. Because I believe if there's any story that is really applicable to our lives, especially in the day and age that we live in, it is really the story of the children of Israel. I mean, they were always caught in a cycle. It was a, it was a cycle of sin. It was a cycle of oppression. It was a cycle of supplication or request to God. And then there was a cycle of deliverance. And, 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 and this cycle seems to be continuous all throughout their life. And I believe that if you would take a moment, you will discover that we too sometimes find ourselves in a struggle. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes uh, we find ourselves oppressed by the things of life. And then we cry out to God. And then when we cry out to God, God delivers us. And there's a sense of renewal or this sense of awakening or this sense of revival. And then sometimes we just fall right back into it. 
But I am encouraged that in the stories of the Old Testament, you will find a merciful and forgiving God because that is God's nature. His nature is merciful and his nature is forgiving and his nature is compassionate. And I am so very grateful and thankful for the nature of God. I am thankful that God is not like people. People will write you off, but God will never write you off. Can I hear an amen? And so I'm very thankful and grateful for that. But one of the things that I have found in the stories of the New Testament is that God's grace is not, God's grace not only can deliver you out of a situation, but God's grace can give you a sustaining power that you can have dominion over the things of your life. And that is why I've titled this sermon, The Shift. The shift from deliverance to dominion because I believe that the purpose of the grace of God is not only to deliver you from things, but the purpose of the grace of God is to sustain you so that you don't need to be in a cycle of deliverance, that you can have sustaining power, that you can have dominion over the things of your life. Shifting your mindset from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. Now, can God deliver us? Has he delivered us? Of course, we believe that God's grace is a delivering agent in our life. But not only do we believe that the grace of God can deliver us, but the grace of God can give us a sustaining power so that we can stay delivered and that we can have the dominion over the things in our life. Now, as a pastor, I have seen people pray and repent and cry to God, and it seems as though they get temporary deliverance. And then they fall right back into the same mess that they repented of. Now, I am thankful that they keep coming to the altar. And I pray that you would keep coming to the altar no matter what type of struggle that you have. But I also believe that we forget that the grace of God can be a sustaining agent in your life to keep you delivered and to keep you uh, sustained in life. You don't always have to go into this cycle, what I call functional bondage, over and over and over. The grace of God can sustain you so that you can stay delivered. Can I hear an amen? Now, all of us have been delivered. We have been delivered from Egypt. And in the Old Testament, Egypt is a type of the world. Egypt is a type of sin. Every one of us, if we are in Christ, we have been delivered from Egypt. We have been brought out from Egypt and we have been delivered from Pharaoh. Pharaoh represents Satan. We have been delivered from Satan. We have been delivered from the world. We have been delivered from Egypt. And I am telling you today by the grace of God that when you are delivered, you can stay delivered and walk in the dominion that God has for you. Under Joshua, in Joshua's leadership of the Old Testament, Joshua wasn't concerned about building a big army. He wasn't concerned about making Israel bigger. He was concerned about Israel taking dominion and taking territory. In the book of Exodus, uh, the children of Israel grew and they multiplied. You'll find that in Exodus chapter number one, that the children of Israel were growing in number so much that the midwives couldn't keep up with the birth of the children. They were growing very fast. The more they were afflicted, the more that they were uh, persecuted. The Bible says in Exodus 1:12, the more that they grew, the more that they grew in number. So the children of Israel grew in number in the book of Exodus. But when they 
when they went out of of Exodus, when when they went out of the uh, the uh, 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 Egypt, when they went into the Promised Land, the concern was not growing in number. The concern was taking territory and taking dominion. And so you see two different mindsets in Egypt. The prime objective was to grow in number. They grew so much in number that the Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 that the midwives could not even catch the children, couldn't even, couldn't even, couldn't even count the children that were being born because they were growing in number so much. But under Joshua's leadership, the prime objective was to take territory. They were to go in battle and to take land and to take territory. And listen, my friends, that is a picture of our spiritual life. Every one of you have been delivered from Egypt. You have been delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. Thank God for God's delivering power. But yet in the progression of your spiritual life, you need to go from deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset because under Joshua, their main objective was to take territory and their main objective was to take new land. They had to take new land because they were going into a land that was occupied by the Philistines and by the enemy. And God entrusted the children of Israel with the enemy. He entrusted them with the enemy to take territory. You see, when they left the land of Egypt, they left as an army. When the children of Israel went into the land of Egypt because of famine, they went into the land of Egypt as a family. But when they exited the land of Egypt, they exited as an army. You see, not only are we a family, but I believe we are an army as well. Sometimes we stay in that family mode and we become passive. But I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to move us into a mode where we are possessing the land, that we are taking territory, that we are in an army mode. They were a family when they entered into Egypt, but when they exited Egypt, they exited as an army. And under Joshua's leadership, they begin to possess the land. They begin to take new territory. They begin to kill off the enemy because God God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter number one, verse three, every place that you put your foot is a place that I'm going to give you. In other words, God was telling Joshua, you're getting ready to go into a new dimension. You have been delivered from Egypt. You have been delivered from Pharaoh. Your ancestors have been delivered, but now under your leadership, there is a new anointing coming upon you and you're going to have dominion over the enemy. I am so tired of passing of Christians. I'm so tired of Christians acting like it's too hard and they can't make it and the burden is so great. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not that hard. God has given you grace not only to deliver you, he has given you grace to sustain you in the battle. Can I hear an amen in your household? (laughs) You see, Israel not only was a family, but they were an army. In Egypt, they were delivered from Pharaoh, but under Joshua, as they possessed the promised land, They had to exercise dominion. And that's what I believe the Holy Spirit wants you to hear today. God will give you the grace to sustain. God will not always remove the enemy. He will not always remove the obstacles. He will not always remove the hindrances. Sometimes God's grace will come upon 
upon you that you will have the power to withstand it and have dominion over it. Just like the Apostle Paul said, he cried unto the Lord that the Lord would remove that thorn that's in his flesh. But the Holy Spirit said to Paul, I have given you grace to endure it. Sometimes God doesn't deliver us from it. Sometimes he gives us grace to endure the hardship that we are in. Let me tell you something. You see, it's not easy. Obedience is not easy. Obedience can be discouraging because one of the very first things that happened to the children of Israel when they crossed over the Jordan River, when they crossed over the Jordan River, one of the very first things that God said that he wanted them to do, he told Joshua, I want you to circumcise these men. I want you to circumcise this second generation of people because they knew not what I did for their fathers. They, they're not familiar what I did with their forefathers. They have it been circumcised. So when they entered in to the promised land, when they were exercising dominion, before they begin to take the cities for God, God says, I want them to be circumcised. And you know what, as I thought about that, uh, as I thought about this whole issue of them being circumcised, and I'm speaking in a spiritual sense, because circumcision has to do with cutting. And the very first thing that God wants to do when you begin to possess dominion in your life, you've got to cut out some of the things in your life. You've got to cut out the complaining. In Egypt, you know, they were familiar with the the, the, the garlic and the leaves and, and, and they had, you know, they were familiar with their bondage. And sometimes we are more familiar with our bondage than we are with new territory in our life. Sometimes we want to revert back to the old bondage because we're familiar with it instead of taking the steps that's appropriate for us to take new territory. And I pray that you don't go back to your old bondage. I pray that you don't go back to what is familiar, but I pray that the great of God will propel you to take new territory and new dominion in your life. One of the things that they did was they participated in circumcision. Their flesh was cut. And I, I believe that if you're going to shift from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, you've got to allow God to cut some things out of your life. And I believe one of the first things that we need to cut is we need to cut the complaining. You see, because the children of Israel were known for their complaining. They complained about everything. When, when, when things didn't go their way, they're complaining. They just complain, complain. And the very first thing that we got to allow the Holy Spirit to do is we got to allow the Holy Spirit to circumcise our hearts. You see, circumcision physically deals with the private places, uh, 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 location of a person's body. And when the Holy Spirit really wants to cut in your life, he will cut the private places of your life. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to cut those private places of your life. Why am I saying that? Because in order for you to attack the devil, you've got to attack the flesh. Sometimes we come to church and we want to sing up the beat up devil songs. We want to go into the camp and take back what the devil stole. Listen, I grew up in church and we used to sing up beat up devil songs every Sunday night. All of that's good and fine. But one of the things I realize is that we can't sing beat up devil songs if you don't first cut your own flesh. If you don't deal with your own flesh first. Amen. You've got to deal with your own flesh. You've got to cut your own self. You've got to, the prophet said, God said to Jeremiah, there's coming a day that I'm going to circumcise the hearts of my people. You see, you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to circumcise you. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to cut those places in your life. Listen, if you don't do that, then you'll remain in a deliverance mindset. 
You see, God's purpose is not always to deliver you from things. God's purpose is to give you power to withstand it. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they were thrown into the fiery furnace, and the king turned up the furnace seven times hotter, and their declaration, their proclamation rings in my ear. They said to the king, even if God don't deliver us, we will not bow to the image that you have erected. I love that type of faith. The type of faith that says, even if God don't deliver me, even if God doesn't heal me, even if God doesn't fix it, even if God doesn't come through, even if I'm still not going to bow down to the image. And I pray today that you have that type of faith. I pray that you have some dominion faith. I pray that you have some faith that says, even if it doesn't work out the way that I've anticipated it, even does it, even though it doesn't work out the way that I prayed about it, even though it doesn't work out the way that I've pictured it in my life, I'm still not going to give up in my devotion to God. My devotion will not be derailed because of a delay to a request. Somebody say amen. My devotion will not be derailed because of a delay in my request. I am walking in dominion territory. God doesn't have to deliver me from everything. My faith is strong enough to withstand the obstacles and the hindrances of life. I have the ability because of the spirit of God. The spirit lives on the inside of me and because the spirit lives on the inside of me, I have the ability to withstand the storms of life. I am walking in dominion instead of a deliverance mindset. Let me tell you something. Faith is built when feelings fail. Faith is built when feelings fail. You, If you're going to have a dominion mindset, you can't walk by your feelings because if you walk by your feelings, you will retreat in battle and go back to what is familiar to you. And that was the problem with the children of Israel. They walked by their feelings so much. And as they walked by their feelings, they complained a lot and said to Moses, you should have left us in Egypt because in Egypt we could have ate this and we could have done this because the bondage became familiar to them because they never shifted from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. And if you don't shift your mindset, you will revert back to bondages that you are familiar with because you are unable to shift your mind to a dominion mindset. And I've seen that all my life. I've seen people in abusive relationships will revert right back. I've seen people in situations that will go back to their old lifestyle. They'll go back to what is familiar to them, even though they know it's bondage, even though they know it's unhealthy for them, they will revert back because their mindset is deliverance. I'll stay in this situation till God delivers me. And God says, I'm not going to deliver you. I have given you the power to have dominion over it. There's something that you've got to play. You see, the apostle Paul says, we are co-labors together with God. God works with people. He works with people. You see, faith cannot be built when feelings, faith cannot be built. Faith will be built when feelings fell. You see, and, and, and you see, you see, they were cut. And I've said that last week, they, their flesh was cut. Not, and, you know, and I want to say this, obedience can be discouraging. Can you imagine all these grown men participating in circumcision and Joshua was circumcising them? The point of the matter is, is that obedience can be discouraging. It's very discouraging sometimes to obey, but the reward always outweighs the risk of obeying. You see, they were, they were circumcised. They had to get some stones from the Jordan River. 
You see, what am I saying? Stones, they had to look at some, they got some stones from the Jordan River. And I'm asking you, do you have any stones in your life? Stone, do you have anything that represents God's provision in your life? Every time God answers a prayer, that's a stone. Every time that God comes through, that's a stone. Every, every time that God provides, that's a stone. And I'm asking you, uh, mothers and fathers, I'm asking you, Christ's point, during this time of pandemic that we are experiencing in the world, let's build some stones together. Let's build some stones of worship. Let's worship together at our homes. Let's worship together with our children. Let's build some stones that your children can look back and say, I remember during that worldwide crisis that my parents got together and they worshiped together. They built an altar. They built a stone together. And you see the children of Israel begin to get some stones out of the Jordan River as a memorial about what God did at the Jordan River. God God dried up the Jordan River for the children of Israel. You know why God dried up the Jordan River for the children of Israel? Because he's saying, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the same God that I am the same God that dried up the Red Sea for your forefathers, and I'm the same God that's going to do it for you now, and I'm going to dry up the Jordan River just like I dried up the Red Sea for your forefathers. I'm telling you, we serve a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The best days are ahead of us. I said the best days are ahead of us. And isn't it amazing that the children of Israel, after they were cut, after they built a memorial, they begin to give God thanks at a Passover. Look at it. In Joshua chapter 5, verse number 10, they begin to have a Passover. What is Passover? Passover is a Thanksgiving meal. It's a celebration. Listen, how do you celebrate after you just participated in circumcision? They were hurt physically. So you mean to tell me all these men are hurting physically because they participated in circumcision? And right there, the next few verses, God says, I want you to participate in Passover. I want you to celebrate. You see what the principle is this, that sometimes you've got to rejoice. Sometimes you've got to praise in the midst of your hurt. Even when you are hurting, even when you are hurt, you've got to learn how to press through. You've got to learn how to praise. You've got to learn how to worship. You've got to learn how to press through even in the midst of your hurting. Amen. Now, what I want to share with you today is this. Everything I just shared with you is a review. Now you say, well, pastor, I heard all of that last week. Good. I want you to hear it again because an effective teacher builds up on repetition and I want to build up on repetition. I want it to get into your soul. I want it to get in your spirit. And so one of my fourth points today is this on part number three, I want, I want to share something with you to have a dominion mindset, to shift from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. You've got to understand point number four. Now I talked about being cut. I'm talked about building a memorial. I'm talking about praising in your pain, but number four, you've got to realize that battles are not bad. Bondages are bondages are bad. Bondages are bad, but battles are not. You see, if you're going to shift from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, you've got to have the perspective that battles are not bad. Isn't it amazing that in the Christian church we think that battles are bad? You see, I, I've pastored for, I think, 17 years, and I see a lot of people, thank God not this church, but just 
just making a general statement, I, I see a lot of people when the battle gets rough, when the battle gets hard, the very first thing we want to do is give up. We just want to throw in the towel. But if you're going to shift from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, you've got to understand this principle that battles are not bad. Bondages are. You see, a slave, now get this. I'm about to shout up in here to an empty church. But a slave mindset, a slave mindset sees the problem. But a soldier mindset sees the promise. I'm going to say that again. A slave mindset will see the problem. But a soldier mindset will see the promise. You see, the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, all they saw was the problem. They saw the problem of not having water. They saw the problem of not having enough food. They saw the problems of the wilderness. You see, a slave mindset will see a problem, but a soldier mindset will see the promise instead of the problem. Will you say that with me wherever you're at today? A slave mindset will see the problem, but a soldier mindset will see the promise. I'll say it again. A slave mindset will see the problem, but a soldier your mindset will see the promise. You see, the question is, is are you a slave or are you a soldier? A slave will see the problem, but a soldier will see the promise behind the problem. You see, Matthew chapter number 13, the parable, the parable of the treasure. Do you remember the parable of the treasure? The Bible says that there was a man in Matthew chapter 13 that wanted to buy the treasure in the field. But do you know what he bought? He bought the whole field. He bought the whole field. In other words, he bought the dirt that went with the treasure. He bought the dirt that went with the treasure. Sometimes we just want the treasure without the dirt. But sometimes as a soldier, you got to learn that the treasure comes with the dirt and the dirt comes with the treasure. If you're going to shift from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, you can't be afraid of the dirt that's up under your feet. You see, the promised land, the promised land was a territory. The promised land was a the land that God gave Abraham in years ago. And he said, he, he made a covenant with Abraham and said, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give it to your ancestors. And Joshua, Joshua, fueled by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the word of God, began to take the children of Israel to the promised land. But the promised land was inhabited by the enemy, but they had to take dominion over it. They had to take territory over it. And you see, they couldn't be afraid of the battle. They couldn't be afraid of the battle. You see, battles belong to soldiers. Bondages belong to slaves. In Egypt, they had bondages. Bondages are bad. Egypt is bad. Bondages are bad. But battles are not bad. In Egypt, they were beaten. But in the promised land, they had a breakthrough. You see, they had a breakthrough. Battles represent breakthroughs. Bondages represent burdens. I'm going to say it again, and I want you to get it in your spirit, that bondages brings burdens, but battles bring breakthroughs. Bondages bring burdens, and battles brings breakthroughs. So guess what? We are in a pandemic. We are in a struggle. We are in a battle. But I'm telling you today, we're getting ready to have a breakthrough. We're getting ready to walk in a new dimension that we've ever walked in before because we are not children of the Egypt. We're not children of bondage. We are soldiers. We are taking new territory. We are taking a new battle. And as a result of that, we will experience a breakthrough. 
Hallelujah. Bondages bring burdens, but battles bring breakthroughs. You see, you can make a decision today. You can stay in Egypt with a slave mentality and look at the problem, or you can arise in the Spirit of God and take dominion and take new territory and see a breakthrough. What God wants to do in your life. You see, slaves are scared of the battle. Slaves, you ever, you ever thought about that? Slaves are scared of battles. People who don't like battles are usually have a slave mindset. Give up. Throw in the towel. It's not worth it. Bondage. Bondage. Cycling bondage. Functional bondage. I'm functioning. I'm living my life. But you're functioning in bondage. You're functioning in a slave mindset. You got to switch that mindset to a servant mindset. Listen, you've heard my story growing up, and I'll have no sad story, but I had to have a, a soldier mindset. I had to have, I had to look at the battle. I had to see a breakthrough because if you remained in a slave mindset, you'd never get out of anything. You got to switch your mindset. You got to fight. You got to believe. You got to keep pressing forward. There's two types of struggle there's the struggle of a slave and a struggle of a soldier. Say that with me. There's the struggle of a slave and a struggle of a soldier. The struggle of a slave is that he struggles in his bondage, but the struggle of a soldier is that he struggles to achieve victory. And I prophesy in the name of Jesus that Christ Point Church is a soldier, that Christ Point Church is an army, that Christ Point Church looks at the battle because we know that beyond the battle, there is a breakthrough. We have shifted our mindset from being a slave to a soldier. You see, battles are not bad, folks. Bondages are bad. Egypt is bad. Bondages are bad. Bondages bring burdens, but battles bring breakthroughs. I'm going to say this again. Bondages bring burdens, but battles bring breakthroughs. If you don't have a battle, you'll never experience a breakthrough. You see, you know why slaves are afraid of a battle? Usually slaves will retreat and turn back and go the opposite direction. Do you know why? Get this, church, get this. You know why slaves are afraid of a battle? Because battles remind them of the bondage that they experienced in Egypt. That's why you've got to change your mindset. Bondages are burdens. Battles equal breakthroughs. Why does God want you to have a breakthrough? He wants you to have another stone to look at. He wants you to have another notch in the belt. He wants you to kill the lion and the bear before you kill Goliath. You see, slaves are scared of the battle. What about it, Christ Point? I am asking you today to change your mindset. I'm asking you to have a vision beyond the battle because we're getting ready to have a breakthrough. A man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. I'm asking you to look beyond the battle and see the breakthrough. I'm asking you to change your mindset from a slave to a soldier. A slave will see the problem but a soldier will see the promise. A slave will see the burden, but a soldier will see a breakthrough. Battles are not bad. Bondages are. A man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. 
I'm asking, let's have a vision. Joshua. God said to Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, every place that you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. You know what God was saying? Joshua, I'm giving you a vision. Joshua, I'm giving you a desired future. Joshua, it doesn't look like your reality now. There are enemies in the land. There's Philistines in the land. Amorites in the land. The Hittites are in the land. All the ites are in the land. It does not look like your reality. But let me tell you something. A man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. And God was saying to Joshua, it may not be your reality now because your reality says there are enemies in the promised land. But I'm giving you a vision that every place you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. So therefore, go in my spirit and have dominion over the territory that I've given you. You see, somebody said it like this, and I believe it with all my heart. If you aim at impossible, you will get maximum. If you aim at maximum, you will get the minimum. And if you aim at the minimum, you will get nothing. Let's aim for the impossible. Let's look at the battle as a breakthrough. Let's look at the promise instead of the problem. You see, let's dream bigger than we could ever dream. Number one, battles are not bad. Bondages are. Bondages are. Number two, a man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. You've got to have a vision. Joshua had a vision, even though his reality said something else. You will be remembered, Christ's point. You will be remembered. Let, I want this to sink in. You will be remembered for two things in life. You will be remembered for the problems you solve or the problems you create. You'll be remembered for two things. The problems that you solve or the problems that you create. 